0: Club Culture family. If you are on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if you are on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in and make sure you leave us a rating. We have a very special guest with, here with us today. I have to my right, Anana Rose.
1: Inanna Rose. Rose. <laughs>
0: Damn.
1: That was close though. Damn. Close, close. You
2: got that L, Nana. Yeah, that's e. exactly <laughs> how people
0: remember. So, what was that? Uh, you with an accent, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah with the accent, accent. okay mm-hmm. i fucked that up I'm it's
2: sorry.
0: okay but yeah we have inanna rose and hi. jonesy no we
2: <sighs> why can't i introduce myself everybody else on their podcast introduced themselves.
0: did i say my name was t no no
2: <laughs> you know what no you don't yeah you don't uh-huh. you, just I'm, I'm star, you just want to be the star bro
0: you just want to be the star bro. hi
2: jonesy thank you <laughs>
0: I, don't, I don't actually want my hair to play detail
2: let it hang out, yeah, shake you know, them dreads. Real roster, real roster. Shake them dreads, show that drape.
0: I don't have dreads, bro.
1: You I have locks.
2: Did I? Mm-hmm. I ain't say dreads, did I? Yeah, you did. I said show the drape. The drape. Oh. Yeah. The was, lymph, that lymph was check. Terrible. What?
0: Drape over dreads. But yes, we have Anana here. Anana, uh, introduce yourself. What? What? Where are you from? Your background. Everything, because I did my research, but (laughs) I don't want to prove that just yet. I want you to introduce yourself.
1: All right. So I'm Inada Rose. I am a certified sexologist and sex doula. I'm also a professional tarot reader. Um, I am Afro-Indigenous. So my family comes by way of Brazil and Gabon. And what else? So you
0: you you uh, you you were born in Miami?
1: No, I was no, I was born in Tacoma Park. Okay. And I lived in Miami for about twenty years, and I've been in Chicago for three three years.
0: Why to move to to the Windy City?
1: For love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so did uh, you? Yeah. Uh, did you uh, meet on Tinder, or how did how did you meet this love?
1: <laughs> well, I was also a spoken word artist mm. uh, for fifteen years, and I started performing um, in different states. And I had a manager in Chicago mm. that booked me for a Bronzeville Summer Nights event. Um, and when I flew out here, I liked him. Aww! <laughs> Aww. And from there it was I yeah, love story. Love at
2: first flight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: love at first flight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Aww. <laughs>
0: okay, so sp- spoken word. What uh? What got you into spoken word? What in- inspired you?
1: So, as a child, um, I wasn't. My family dynamic wasn't one where i can express myself freely and not only that i didn't know how to express myself or ask talk about my needs or like what i was feeling because it wasn't something that we practiced as a family but i started to write poetry and started feeling finding creative ways or stories to express what i was feeling and i met this person in school who performed poetry. He was like, the stars and the sun and the moon. Mm. And I was like, captivated. Because that was like the next level for me. That yeah. was like, it just inspired me. And he told me about this cafe called the Right Side Poets Cafe. And when I went there, I saw all of these people perform poetry. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to see what it would be like to take what I wrote and express it. Yeah, sorry. And I got this rush, like yeah. I got this. I became like it's just like a switch mm-hmm. that turned on, and from there, just it it sparked this alive energy uh, feeling for me, and you ever call since, that purpose. I definitely call that purpose. For sure. I
0: love when that happens.
2: Did <laughs> you ever record your spoken word? Yeah, actually. The studio?
0: Yeah, man. I've seen a couple music videos.
1: Yeah, I actually have a whole bunch of things on Spotify or like whatever streaming platform right now. Um I kind of transitioned with that now mm-hmm. to doing poetic affirmation music.
0: Okay. Explain what that is.
1: So I take everything I learned from spoken word poetry, Mm -hmm. but I'm using positive affirmations. Like the last thing I wrote is called money is my lover. Right. And it's about looking at money Mm -hmm. as if you're in a relationship, a very intimate relationship. And so what would that be like? So some of the lines is like money loves me. Right. Money lavishes me. Money take wines and dines me. Right? Uh Money fuels my dreams and aspirations. Okay. And so, if you continuously listen to that, you rewire how you view money money Mm -hmm. and attract money.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So, I want to do. I do that in different ways. Like I have one called real life ride or die. Right, and this is a self love
3: mm-hmm.
1: to rewire how you look at yourself, right? Have you ever seen Kanye? Everybody talking about, oh, Kanye loves only person Kanye loves is Kanye, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but what's wrong with
0: that? Nothing. There's it nothing wrong with
1: that? So in my in my affirmation, I say I love me like Kanye loves Kanye, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is where I transition with poetry and. I feel like I was meant to go through that to get here in this Mm -hmm. space.
0: And when you say this space, what do you mean by this space?
1: Of alchemizing poetry and my journey with poetry into medicine. Mm -hmm. And the medicine is affirmation music that rewires our brain. Okay. Right? Like. Changes our neurons, changes our belief systems. Mm-hmm. That's medicine.
0: Yeah, I've never I think you're the first I've seen someone have spoken word and do a music video to it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm def- I'm gonna have your links in the YouTube description and also in the uh streaming plat on the streaming platforms. Uh so I'ma put the my favorite one that I watched in the link. But Which how I, do mean? you find
2: was, your beats for that?
0: Facts. That's a great
2: question. S-
1: uh, most of them YouTube beats,
2: right? Are you type in poetry type beats?
1: No, I put in like, I would put Sego type beat okay, okay. or like R&B type beat or binaural, like where they have those frequencies. Things like four twenty hertz and stuff like that, mm-hmm. tight beats, and then see what comes up. And I keep listening to things over and over and over again until I find one that like I used to have somebody make beats for me, but then he got all like big, right? Right. His, he his, his yeah. <laughs> he didn't switch up. No, he didn't switch up. He just rates change for sure. I uh, couldn't. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't afford him. Yeah, the price okay. went all the you way up.
2: Stay down with who you stay down with. I
1: believe I that. <laughs> But
2: producers you know, be changing up on people.
0: I mean, you can make <laughs> slight tweaks to the prices oh, with fuck your people.
2: That. Your stay, nah, stay down with your people.
0: I feel that too. I feel yeah. that too. Well, I'm i am uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my favorite one in the link, so you're gonna find out when the the episode. <laughs> <out>. Okay, <laughs> but uh, where does this like um. You 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 started with poetry but like when do you transition into now sex work and teachings and uh medicines
1: So the the next medicine I started working with was mushrooms and my my husband and I started growing them Is yeah.
0: your husband the manager?
1: Yeah, the manager. shout <laughs> <laughs> out your husband, man. That's crazy.
0: Shout
1: out, love to see it. Okay. Um but when I would take mushrooms, I would have these really deep paradigm shifts. I would make I would have revelations about myself and who I am and my purpose in life. And I was like, yo, this this is they keep this from us mm-hmm. to keep us in this subdued state. Right. Because how powerful is somebody who knows who they are? Mm -hmm. And then you are given medicine that gives you a remembrance of who you are. Then why would they give you access to something like that? Exactly. Right. So, I mean, I hope that, you know, Mushrooms aren't going to be incriminated two years from now, and I won't be incriminated for this. I speak in good faith because this is indigenous medicine anyway. Mm-hmm. This belongs to indigenous Black people, and it's been capitalised, yeah. and the, and it can only be um, criminalised by capitalism, yeah. right? Yeah. So, what was I saying? So now we we started a, a company. My
3: eyelash I don't know.
1: Let's it? Call.
0: Okay, y'all don't see nothing happening. <laughs> okay,
1: so we started this company, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we wanted to help people remember who they are, mm-hmm. but we know that sometimes everybody can't take a big dose. Yeah, but there's something called microdosing. Yeah, so microdosing is taking a very small amount of the substance. To where you have the awareness without this full euphoric experience. Mm -hmm. And it really is been scientifically shown can help people with anxiety, depression, uh, focus, and like deep, deep mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we started doing that and we kept it really incognito. Like we really underground like if anybody wanted to refer something they had to know who that person was mm-hmm. and we have grown to 500 people okay t- at this point and helped them build a regimen um help them with their intentions mm-hmm. and how to microdose in an effective way because we have to respect the medicine yeah and from there um I made personal realizations about my own sensuality and how sensuality is medicine.
3: Yeah,
1: right? And was seeing how sensuality and sexuality is so taboo and it's it's just this the same energy that they give, you know, the mushrooms mm-hmm. with, you know, preventing access it's that same energy that they give sensuality and sexuality or they demonize it. Okay. And <clears throat> I started noticing that the people who were attracted to me um just general on a general sense were people with deep sexual traumas. Speak right? on it. And people who wanted to explore their sensual selves. And this was within the microdosing thing. Mhm. And so your clients. Yeah. The, okay. The cli- well, yeah, I mean clients. I never really called them that, but yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to study how to use sensuality and sexuality as medicine. Okay. And so I met this woman. Her name is Amina Peterson, and she has this company called Atlanta uh, Tantra. Okay. And she teaches people to become erotic practitioners, erotic touch practitioners and sex doulas. Mm -hmm. So I went to this school that she has called the Atlanta Institute of Divine Sexuality. Mm -hmm. And from I completed my courses and transformed my life. Like I didn't I didn't just go study something. The study transformed my life. Mm -hmm. And I started practicing, put in, implementing that in my practice and practicing with people.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and the majority of the time, I've come across people who have never really been touched in an authentic way, right? Like, you really get used to just allowing people to touch you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't necessarily feel it 100%, you're doing it because you think, you're allowing it to happen because you think that's what they want. Mm-hmm. And that isn't authentic. Okay. And so, it, it gets really, really, really deep.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So, yeah. What are the questions y'all got? <laughs> <laughs> I was letting you get your shit off. Right, yeah. You can get as long-winded
2: as you want to. I don't but know what's just going, going on.
0: off of all authentic touches. Um. Mm-hmm. If I had to interpret what you just gave as an example, I would say in my family, touching was such is such a big thing on my mom's side. Like the everybody got big butts, Mm -hmm. and so the girls they always squeeze your butt or something as a sense of like endearment. But I always always never enjoyed that touch. I never would like that, and I would always like, hey, don't do that. So like I knew that that was authentic for me to like "Eh, laugh it off. That's not an authentic touch to me when I try to like interpret using your example.
1: Yeah, that's actually a perfect example because what that does is it normalizes um, into spaces of our brain that, you know, being touched like that might be something that happens. It's just something that might happen, Mm -hmm. right? And it's hard for some people to say, you know what, I would really appreciate if you didn't touch me that way. And then... The chaos that might, you know, like the the backlash or the, you know, Mm. negative, any kind of negativity. People aren't really prepared for that.
3: Yeah.
1: So in this space, the conscious erotic touch we're normalizing that type of communication mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're being honest and authentic about the ways we want to be touched and one of the practice that I do with clients is, is called authentic communication and I ask the first question is well first the dynamic is one person is the receiver and the other person is the giver mm-hmm. right and that doesn't change until scenarios change And the question and the first question is, how would you like to be touched?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: What feelings come up when somebody, like, let me ask you this. Like, how would you like to be touched?
0: Are you asking me right now? Yeah. Uh Oh. Um, I don't really like to be touched. If it's, I have a hard time, um, distinguishing, uh, everything is romance for me. Mm -hmm. So I would rather you not touch me because... That's For my romantic partner, mm. and that's and I think it stems from like uh having trauma tra- my first experience with a relationship be so traumatic, so it's like that was a big thing. You have people that like you, you need to have boundaries with those people, and I did it. And in th- and at the result of that, the relationship ended terribly. And so, like, now I just navigate, and like, everything has to be strictly platonic and everything has to be romantic.
1: Mm. So, so you, set, you, you create containers for it, yeah it was, yeah, but in in your partnership, like if he asked you, she or she, I'm sorry, yeah. or they, yeah. right. If they or he mm-hmm. asked, she she asked you, yeah. how would you like to be touched? Mm-hmm. What would your response to her be?
0: However, you want to touch me.
2: That's not right. authentic. That's not authentic. Why? She just said that's not authentic. Thank but you. Like, I, thank you. I'm, so. I'm, I'm here like, with you. Yeah. No, I heard you, you
0: say that, but like, what if be- I want you to touch? Because i cause, because like, asking for consent is
1: um, yeah. That's but we got at that point we got past. Yeah. Let's imagine that we got past that and we already consent to being touched. Yeah. Right. But now we are in the state. There is an art to being in the state of receiving mm-hmm. and there's an art of being in a state of giving mm-hmm. so if you are the receiver yeah you are the one to, to to receive yeah if they touch you however they want then they are the receiver
3: uh-huh.
1: you get what i'm saying yeah they're not the giver at this point okay you know what i'm saying so when you're saying how would you like to be touched as the receiver
0: see i, I feel like that's me giving you the the go to leave because I'm always leading. So I'm like, if you ask me how do I want to be touched, I'm like, bruh, lead. Bruh. You just do your thing because I'm normally the one that's always leading. So mm. I'm never in that position to be asked that. And so I'm like, I'm like actually, I want to see what you're going to do. That's me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can see that for okay. sure. All right. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't get the uh, the question wrong, bro. Huh? I didn't get the
1: question (laughs) No you didn't There's no wrong or right There's no wrong or
2: right answer See you're you're the only one That's that's not here with us Okay
1: let me ask you this Hmm? (laughs) Let me ask you this Okay Um, About your partner Okay Or
0: It's a she too She Sometimes a he when he wants to
2: No no it's never a he
1: (laughs) Okay I mean ain't no judgment But you know what I'm saying Like I want to get the pronouns (laughs) correct (laughs) Like I (laughs) That's it It will
2: definitely be she Okay
1: Allegedly So if she said to you, Mm -hmm. how would you like to be touched? What comes up for you?
2: I just say in a genuine way, like do it because you want to.
3: Some
0: girls be touching you and they don't really want to.
2: I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be weird. Like, don't do it because you don't want to. Come get
0: this itch on my back. (laughs) When she
1: started, like, touching your eyeball.
2: That's weird. Exactly. (laughs) You
1: know, like this, um. Programming around, you know, just allowing a person to touch them. How just the programming is centered around the receiver and the giver, mm-hmm. right? And learning the art in that there's an art with receiving and giving,
2: right? I feel like y'all gotta find like your foundational ground point and mm-hmm. then y'all move from there. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't gonna get it right on the first, time, nah, on the first for sure try. Nah, first
3: try.
0: when I think about like new uh, like when I meet somebody new romantically I always like overanalyze how the first is going to be like the first kiss the first hug Mm
3: -hmm.
0: is that normal to always overanalyze how to do something with somebody
1: Um, well let's talk about why why do you feel that you create this you imagine what the scenario is what do you what need is there in it for you
0: i'm a perfectionist
1: Ah, oh, so usually perfectionist is there's some kind of comparison skill mm. so what is perfect what defines perfection for you
0: is if the person enjoys the first like that just lets me know like i assess them properly like this person they wouldn't like tongue so the first kiss not gonna be tongue my mm-hmm. God, like I'm. I'm. I like to uh, learn about a person and like shock them with that. I'm filling them out without them having to tell me. Problems. Oh,
1: okay. So it's just this in, deep intuition of knowing this yeah. person yeah. on a deep level yeah. that you want yeah. them to see you in that way yeah. of really getting to know them intuitively. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's the need.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's getting to know someone in a deep level intuitively. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think we, not to say that, you know, analyzing, overanalyzing is wrong. It just shows a deep, you know, this deep connection that you want to create.
0: (laughs) I got a funny story. I
1: (laughs) I think sometimes (laughs)
0: overanalyzing like uh, has the other person question if I'm attracted to them or like them. Like a past person I had, they asked me the R word them because I wouldn't have sex with them. In the timely manner that they thought I should on the first time, like when we met.
3: Like, mm-hmm.
0: Thought that like, we finna just wham bam, go ahead. But I'm like, nah, I wanna get to know you. But they didn't know that that's what I do. I, I don't have sex with people unless I feel like I'm gonna be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So they like, bruh, fucking just have sex with me. And I'm like, all
3: that's
1: right, weird. okay. That's sure. <laughs> but why she wanted to have sex, I try to understand. She really. Was just she just on really, a physical yeah. level. She she wanted to just Honestly, engage with me. I don't know it.
0: that. I don't know the answer to that question. I thought she just really liked me a lot. Mm-hmm. But it could be she just saw what she wanted and you take it too long to f- eat your food. I don't know.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no. So would you consider yourself a demisexual?
0: Explain what that is.
1: A demisexual means that in order for sex to occur you have to have a deep bond like you have to have created a deep bond with somebody in order to even get to that place
0: i mean i guess you can say that i just prefer to not have i think sex is um it's not used in the correct way like people just casually having sex with people i don't think that's what the purpose of sex is is to procreate and because i'm not having sex with a person that I can procreate with, I still have that same discipline. Like, I'm only going to have sex with people that I would be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. Because I'm wasting time just having sex with people when I don't get
1: off like that. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your feelings about casual sex? How you be
0: fucking,
3: bro?
2: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> <A> straight shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. It's a waste of time.
3: See? Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, if I don't like you, how are we even going to get to that point? Yeah i don't want to lay up with you i don't want you to lay up with me like no nah, i'm
1: good Yeah.
0: okay i don't get how people can see like a fat butt like yeah i want to fuck her
1: well yeah we have um different levels of you know there's an ego attraction mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and some people can't get past that ego part of things and just you know having sex and only the ultimate goal being orgasm, Mm -hmm. right, is ego. I mean, having sex, um, the ultimate goal is the entire experience, right? Right. Um, And then we have, you know, I feel like, you know, there's there's perception, right? Casual sex may not work for everybody. But if you look at the dynamic of, let's say, somebody who's been 20 years in a marriage right, mm-hmm. and had only ever had sex with that person yeah, and they weren't in the best marriage and if they're divorced and they start exploring with different people casually they start learning hey you know what I may really have like sex or I like this when we have sex I like that when we have sex mm-hmm. and they start learning more about themselves you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so that dynamic casual sex works and it may not always work but it works then right so this is a matter of perception i feel you okay Mm -hmm.
0: i want to loosen you up some we have a game on the pod called weird
2: or no we're not loose enough
0: (laughs) no we talking about sex but i still like feel like you can just (laughs) you know let's get comfortable on this couch here you know
2: okay i lick feet what? We
0: <laughs> <laughs> learned that last episode. Uh, <laughs> but weird or not is I'm go- We're going to give you a headline, and you just have to let us know if you think it's weird or not, and you get give a one sentence uh, explanation on why.
1: You said weird,
0: weird or not? Okay. to <laughs> okay. take the first one?
2: Sure. Um, we gonna go. Okay, it's 2023. Where are the sex robots? weird or not nah? um
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess it's where are the sex robots yeah, yeah. I, would, I guess weird because i think sex is made for humans
3: right
0: robots can't get i mean
1: them? and animal and living things i mean living things have sex
0: would you say sex toys are robots
1: Oh, you know what? Mm. Mm. Okay, nah, then. Yellow Rose? <laughs> nah, I say nah. I never considered sex toys as robots, but, I mean, they are technology, so, yeah, I could see it. How- Te- so nah. Technical tools
2: to
0: achieve right. orgasm. Right. I got y'all, man. Everybody that got y'all Rose, I got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, ABC News, uh, squalid culture, culture of sex continues to haunt Disney as... Horned up office makes headlines.
1: And hey, let me see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me read that. I don't know if I like you being <laughs> in What? What is it? You read it, bro. Read that for me. Let me make sure I'm not dumb.
2: Okay. ABC News squalid culture of sex continues to haunt Disney as horned up office makes headlines.
1: I don't even know what that I means. Okay, I don't we'll know what squalid, what is a squalid I culture? I'm
0: never giving, letting this man read or not. Okay. I hate the way we put penetrative orgasms on the pedestal. Is that weird or no? Nah. Why?
1: Because penetrative sex is put on a pedestal. And there are so many different ways that you can encompass sex. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, and if somebody's there's people who believe that if I'm touching you in an intimate way and you're touching me in an intimate way, that's sex.
0: That was like five sentences.
1: Oh, or I'm sorry. Just need one. <laughs> okay, that's it.
0: So <laughs> I, mean,
2: I was going to just let you ride. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <Nah>. I'm following.
1: <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Um, will more sex help cure loneliness? Weird or not? Nah?
1: No, I mean like, but no The answer is no, so not weird But no (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, okay U.S. uh, Christian group accused Of covering up sexual abuse of minors Is that weird or no?
1: It is weird And very common, for sure Okay
2: Protests in Italy As government restricts same-sex Parent rights, weird or no? Say it again Protests in Italy as government restricts same-sex parents' rights. Weird or weird.
1: not? Weird. Weird. Why? Because they're dictating people's lives.
2: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, uh, Lar- Larsa Pippen, said that she used to have sex with him four times a day throughout her ma- marriage. Is that weird or not?
1: No. Why? Because people have high libidos. It exists.
3: Okay.
2: I no longer get an orgasm from penetrative sex. Weird or not?
1: Nah. Why? Most women don't get orgasm from penetrative Ew, sex. Quick on
0: that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bill to define sex as male and female passes first hurdle on Senate floor. So it was a bill that passed for uh, to define sex as Male,
2: male and,
0: female. and female. I thought it was already male and female.
1: Yeah, that's how I'm a little confused.
2: I was, I was confused as well, but hmm. I guess it hasn't been.
1: Do they mean gender? Like they passed gender as male and female? That's because weird. then I
2: would maybe say we've been bamboozled this yeah, whole time.
0: Maybe we've been maybe it wasn't. <laughs> so, I don't know. All right, we go skip past that one. Uh last one.
2: Oh. Laverne looks to move past police sex scandal with new chief, weird or not.
1: Laverne, Laverne did
2: it's a, I guess it's a police department. I don't think I copied this right.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, what, it been a long
2: week. All right, we it's a it's another one here. Uh, sex ed week sparks controversy at Grand Valley State University. Weird or not?
1: Um, weird, but I'm not surprised. School doesn't really teach sex ed, right? Yeah,
0: should school teach? Sex ed. What's that? Should
1: schools teach sex ed? Um, What I think schools actually teach is sex fear. For real? Yeah, but they should teach sex ed. But I guess it it would mean that they would have to define what education is.
0: Uh, If you had a child, would you like for their teachers to be teaching them sex?
1: Um, I would hope that they would, but it really would depending on what their curriculum is, because they might believe that teaching fear-based tactics around sex, like, oh, if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant, and you have a baby, and you're going to you know, live in an economically unstable life for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a fear tactic. It worked on me. (laughs) It definitely worked on
2: me. I didn't want to get nobody pregnant. They said it was an option. It's like, nope, I'm good. I don't need it.
1: But it creates this energy with sex that's just unhealthy, too. I mean, yeah, great that you didn't have unwanted pregnancies, right?
2: Right. But. I mean, just. Well, it wasn't unwanted. It really wasn't
1: unwanted. Yeah, I don't I don't even (laughs) know. It definitely (laughs) was. up until a certain point it
2: was a poor decision (laughs) thought process but it definitely wasn't on um wanted
1: okay that's good congratulations
2: i mean no it's nothing to congratulate
1: oh okay (laughs) (laughs) just watch episode 35 just watch the podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) um you had started talking about poetry and uh music and i have a dying question to ask you with uh music and sex I have a lot of people that say they do not listen to music when they have sex. Is there any importance to have sex when um, to have music playing while having sex?
1: Uh, well, I think it depends on the person because there might be some lyrics in music that come on that might be triggering. Mm-hmm. And if that the potential for that to happen, um, then you might want to find like instrumental music mm-hmm. instead. or <clears throat> if it's distracting, not have music. Maybe have sound, you know, like you know the things that people sleep to, like the, uh,
0: ocean, yeah, waves things stuff. like that,
1: you know, to put you more in the mood that you need to be in. <laughs> As when you do, when I do sessions with people, I can't put on um, music with lyrics for that reason. Hmm. Yeah,
2: so you could play you, Gucci Mane. Yeah, I, can, I cannot. <laughs> you <definitely> could. <laughs> I'm starting out my day with a blunt of purr.
1: Okay. I I mean, if people make requests like that, then I honor it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Trapaholics, mixtapes.
0: can can you have sex with somebody that wants to listen to music? Like, that's what they want to do, but you don't? Can sex still happen?
1: So, you... um, Well, you guys would have to come to that kind of agreement together. Um, So, your partner would have to understand why you don't want music on, Mm -hmm. right? What is the nuances behind that like what is it about music that you know you don't want it to play while we have sex mm-hmm. and empathize with that and empathizing also means honoring it sometimes like okay we won't play music because i understand how you mm-hmm. feel about it you know
0: sometimes yeah. people answer things with i don't know i
1: just don't that's passive with That's passive communication, Mm -hmm. because we have four different types of communication. Mm -hmm. That kind of communication doesn't work. The communication that we want to thrive on is assertive communication, right? And if somebody says, I don't know, it's like, okay, well, let's take a few minutes, let's meditate on it, and dig deep inside and find an answer, because the answer lives there. All right? Let's do it.
0: Would you say that things are never simple?
1: No, things should always be simple.
0: So, you mean, does simple to you mean like there's always an answer to something?
1: I believe that innately, we all know the answers. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I I, I agree with you. Yeah. Just, uh, so, um, <clears throat> with uh, music being played, let's say it's like rap music. Because some people say like, if I just want to fuck the girl, I'm just going to listen to rap music. But if I wanna make love to her, I'm gonna to listen to R&B. Do you think that that actually like plays a role in how the music is going to I mean the sex is going to go with the music that you do play?
1: Um with that individual who feels that way. Yeah. Yeah, they're they'll if I'm understanding your question correctly, like if they have established that they're going to play a certain music to establish that connection with that person, mm-hmm then they're, that's magic, <laughs> right? They're performing a spell. Like, that's, that's magic.
0: I've never thought about it like that.
1: Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: Okay. They're creating an intention and then putting something physical into the realm to make it so. That's the music.
2: Sounds like witchcraft to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is there something wrong with just wanting to get a nut off?
1: No. Okay.
2: What about if it's with another person?
1: Well, yeah, like your, then intention, then your when it's a, intention
2: is getting the nut off.
1: Then, with the, then there are some dynamics that have to come to play. You have to communicate that with the other person and they have to consent to that agreement that, okay, so we're going to consent to having a casual experience with each other, mm-hmm. right? And right. from there on, move on with our lives.
0: Yeah, that's what don't happen.
1: People yeah, that's don't feel
0: of Like yeah I'm just trying To catch a nut with you They just have sex And then get their nut And then leave them Unsatisfied in the bed
1: Or manipulate them Into having sex So they can catch a nut Yeah that's why So yeah. do
0: you think that the uh, Everyone should like talk before they have sex and say like what this is about to be? Do you think
1: that is yes.
2: up the vibe? hundred yes. percent with you,
0: yeah, but
1: like some people like Yeah, there should definitely be a very thorough and detailed conversation about consent and what exactly they are consenting to, right? We're consenting to to you know, having oral sex, penetrative sex, anal sex. You you cannot touch me here, you can touch me here. Um I like to be kissed. I don't like to be kissed. Music, no music, and the dynamic of a relationship. We can continue to have a sexual, you know, relationship, or we're going to have a romantic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That's all a com- all in the conversation of consent so, <clears throat> that pub- should be had.
0: Public service announcement. Inanna Rose says you need to have an itinerary before you have sex.
1: If you want to call it that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang near. If it, if it comes to that, and it really creates, like, Clarity, you know, and if everybody had clarity about what they were getting into, things would be simple.
2: Facts. I did know somebody I dealt with didn't like kissing, and it threw me off completely. Mm. Did it ended it? quickly. Do
0: they know why they don't like kissing? I don't know. I, I, I know of someone that doesn't like kissing as well. And,
2: See, yeah. that's wild. Like, I've never had that. Yeah. And then I'm like, you don't like kissing, bro. Like, how to? Did you, you know? find out
1: after you kissed her? Or like, did she tell you before?
2: After, definitely after.
1: Hell,
0: uh-huh. she over there disgusted while he just smooching down on her.
2: <laughs> and it's crazy because she started it. So I'm like, if you don't like it, why did you do that?
0: She probably was mm-hmm. doing an uh, unauthentic, uh, unauthentic touch. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I when I was doing research, uh, on your site. You uh mentioned something of... what is it uh, Sufish uh how do you how do you pronounce it? Sufis- Sufism? Sufism. Mm-hmm. Sufism. That's Sufism.
1: Right. <clears throat> what is that? So Sufism is a mystical aspect of it's like a spiritual based mysticism. Um very similar to like vudun uh, or Santaria, things like that, right? Right. That deals with energy and deals with moving energy in the highest, utmost good of all beings. Sufism. That's what that is. Sufism. Sufism. And it's um, usually associated with Islam. Mm-hmm. But Islam is a little more dogmatic. And Sufism is a little more pragmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a form of worship. Right? Uh,
0: so I I've, I was uh, finding like there's a particular way to breathe when you practice Sufism.
1: Well, <clears throat> the main thing is a lot of chanting, hmm. right? There's Arabic words that embody compassion or embody mercy and embody grace. Mm -hmm. And we'll keep repeating the word. And the point of it is so that we can embody the likeness of God
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and the likeness of compassion. Okay. So that we can become the walking human version of compassion or all the things that all the characteristics that make up god
0: <laughs> What is your dog's name?
1: Happy. Happy. Yeah. Happy.
2: <laughs> we best friends. Don't 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 trade. Don't betray me.
0: Nah, he don't, he don't, he don't, he don't. That's like me. wild. That's wild. <laughs> um First of all, uh, your dog is so cute. It's, I don't know you. if it. What is the, It's a scent here that I really like, and I don't know if it was the dog or is it the crib or if it's you, but it's just when when he, she, she, she when she was here, I just smelled so much of it.
1: Uh it's probably amber oil because I hug her all the time, and mm. it, it probably rubbed off on her. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't like
2: <laughs> Bro. <laughs> She don't want you. She was already over him. Nah. So you
1: trying to get her off of you?
2: She was already oh, over Oh, okay. Him. That's, that's, that's what I'm Just not getting. Her. She was already here. Come back and be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Dang>. crazy.
0: It's <laughs> making me want a dog, and I don't like dogs. Um, I wanted to uh, dabble into uh, mental health a lot with you. Okay. <clears throat> because our theme for this season is uh, healing through your inner child. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a family that experienced dramatic, uh, generational uh, molestation and sexual assault. And um, I just know a bunch of traumas that go with just something of uh, sex abuse like that. So I wanted to speak a lot uh, on like how can a person's perspective on sex be uh Impacted when they are sexually abused.
1: Um, there's a different, so many different ways people cope with sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, they can cause them to shut down to sex. Mm-hmm. They can cause them to categorize sex. Um, create um, the space that sex. Is something that they will approach, but they disassociate from. Mm-hmm. Also, hypersexuality is a trauma response to sex, mm-hmm. because they are they're feeling that they are regaining a sense of empowerment. You know, if they're having sex the way that they want to in a consent consenting way,
3: mm-hmm.
1: they're taking back that experience, right? Um, and or they can you know, just become asexual and just sex doesn't have to exist in their world. Hypo.
0: Mm -hmm. Hypo Hyposexual. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. How does that look? Can you like uh, picture or diagnose somebody to be hyper or hypo based off of them? Like, say you had a friend that was just always coming to you about their sex stories and whatnot. Because you diagnose them based off of the things that they tell you or...
1: Well, if, if they were telling me that they didn't feel they had control or they they were very compulsive and about how they approach sex or that they were doing things um, like not paying their rent um, to pay somebody to have sex with them or that they were doing destructive things in their life in order to obtain sex, then that would be a diagnosis of a sex addiction or hypersexuality. Right. Right. But asexuality is a little bit different because sometimes people don't have to encounter sexual trauma to be asexual. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, People can just exist on that spectrum without sexual trauma. But in the sense, if somebody has sexual trauma, and they have dissociated with sex and they don't derive pleasure with sex <clears throat> but it but they want but they have this need and they have this desire to transform that mm-hmm. then you have then they aren't they aren't asexual mm-hmm. right so that's that's how you would diagnose in those situations
0: uh, so if a person came to you and just was like casually all the time, yeah, I just F this girl. Yeah, I just F to her sister. And then I F to her, her friend the next day. Like Stuff like that is that. Can that just deem to be normal activities of a person? It's just?
1: So if somebody who has a high libido and wants to have sex with multiple people, we have to ask the question of what are they... Using sex for, mm-hmm. right? Are they use using it to validate themselves because they don't feel that they are good enough if they aren't having sex and please in the um, pleasuring themselves or somebody else? Mm-hmm. Are they um, like? Are they feeling like all of their worth is tied into if if they're able to have sex and perform? sex with somebody um and then we have another scenario that just came to my mind that slipped but um the dynamic where somebody really wants intimacy beyond sex but doesn't know how to ask for that and the only way they know how to have that intimacy is through sex so there's a lot of different nuances to why is this individual using sex this way mm-hmm. right what is it what is it that they are actually trying to achieve
2: intentions are everything
1: right but sometimes people don't understand what their intentions are yeah you know it's like an unconscious thing yeah mm-hmm. right until they dig deep and they realize like they realize okay yo what i really want is a deep connection i want intimacy non-sexual intimacy mm-hmm. i want to be held i want to be seen and i want to be heard but I don't know how to ask for that. Yeah. So I'm gonna just have sex because it's yeah. the closest thing that I can do to achieve that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What are what are acts uh, that are not sexual that can be intimate?
1: Cuddling, having a deep conversation, um, everything, anything could become intimate. Mm-hmm. Right. Working out together, cooking together, eating dinner together. Um, raising a dog together, mm-hmm. uh, watching a TV show, um, popping somebody pimples. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's those, they're, they're, what is intimate to you? What makes you feel connected to this person? For me, it is talking about our demons, right? Talking about <laughs> yeah. talking about, you know, what What things come out of our unconscious and subconscious minds? What makes us tick? What doesn't make us tick? That's my connection to intimacy, Mm -hmm. right? And in knowing that about yourself, you have to dig deep into what is your core need, right? And some people don't do that, right? So they'll they'll ride on the surface and. But it takes a certain amount of awareness and diligence to dig deep inside of ourselves and discover what it is that is our core need from our partners.
2: Yeah, you hear that? Bring your demons to the relationship. Bring all that shit. But that's for me, though. That might not (laughs) be for you. (laughs) Bring all that shit. Bring everything.
3: Bring them
0: to Josie. Don't bring them to me. Bring everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of demons, bro. (laughs) Um, Okay. I want to go back to someone that has been sexually uh, abused because Mm -hmm. next month is Sexual Assault Awareness Mm -hmm. Month. And Mm -hmm. so... I think it would be great to talk about like uh, regaining back the power that was taken from you. Um, how does a person, um, cause I, there's not a one with one fits all, but like just if someone came to you for help, what would be like your steps for them to take to try to regain back that that power that someone took from them sexually?
1: Well, I would, want to dig deep with them and figure out what part of their soul got left behind,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? What is it and what is that part of your soul? Like, our parts of the soul all want to come back together to be whole. And the reason why it gets left behind is because sometimes we leave it there and don't go back and pick it up, mm-hmm. right? And so there's this um, process that I like to go through called shamanic soul retrieval. Okay. Right? And we go into a meditative state and we go back to where our soul is left behind and it could look like an inner child like it could look like it depends on what it looks like but what it looks like you know is very telling of the trauma that exists there mm-hmm. like for example it could be it being that soul that get left behind being like a 3 year old part of you mm-hmm. right it could be because they are either assaulted at three, or they felt at that time, you know, they lost their voice and couldn't, you know, speak their truth or something like that. It depends what it is that got left behind. Mm-hmm. And so then we ask if that part of our soul wants to come back mm-hmm. to the present. And sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep revisiting it until it does. Mm-hmm so it's a process and respecting that it might take however long it takes
0: so what does uh suppressing those that that age or that period uh, what does that do with your journey of trying to heal through that
1: like what does suppression like suppression do it creates um disconnect you know like we we don't look at it. So if we're not looking at it, we don't actually know what it needs. Mm-hmm. So if we're suppressing something, we're disconnecting from a part of ourself that needs love and connection. Mm-hmm. And it, that feeling of not fully being whole will exist until we bring that peace back in with us or take that peace back with us.
0: What was your perspective on with sex and your uh, household, your upbringing?
1: So I was raised in an extremely religious household.
2: Mm-hmm. It's always a religious one. <laughs>
1: always. And um, I remember my first kiss uh, was the neighbor and he was in our house fixing the computer. And <laughs> and my dad caught me kissing the neighbor and I seen him peeking through the door too. I was like I was like anxiety like yeah. came flooding through me. And then when he I was like, you gotta go, my dad, my dad saw us, and so he ran off. And <laughs> I knew I crawled into my bed because I knew it was on. And then I hear my dad, You are an impure woman. Uh-huh. You are unclean. You're a whore. <laughs> You're a whore. You're you need to Ask God for repentance, right? Mm -hmm. And the shame—it was it. What sex was was associated with shame Mm -hmm. for me in my household because it was ungodly and it was unclean. And even in the dynamic of a marriage, it was like then your sex belongs to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And it's not truly fully yours. And it's and if you want the favor of God, that's the way you need to exist. You know what I'm saying? That was how sex was like. Oh. That's wild.
2: <laughs> like
0: so, d- d- how does your how do you like change your perspective on sex to be something of something more healthy than that as you like navigate through life?
1: Well, you decolonize, right?
0: So you have to branch away from that upbringing.
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely, um, my perspectives on all religion is that it's colonial and um, isn't our traditional roots. Mm-hmm. It's, does it doesn't belong to us. It was used to k- subdue us and to keep us subordinate, mm-hmm. right? And so realizing my roots, the indigenous aspect of my roots and going back to that is decolonizing decolonizing from religion decolonizing from the patriarchy decolonizing from belief systems that didn't actually belong to me Mm -hmm. right because for a while you know i after that i was decolonizing but still holding on to some beliefs like the belief that one woman is better than the other woman. Like, a more modest woman is more favorable than a less modest woman. Mm -hmm. Like, I was still holding some of these indoctrinated beliefs, right? And then realizing that those don't actually belong to me. Somebody told me
3: that.
1: And that... You know how we release those things. You know that's how we come back to our full selves. Mm-hmm. Um, And I would just summarize it with the word decolonizing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, mm-hmm. going back to our roots.
2: Yeah, because I, Cause I love me a good hoe. Yeah, can a hoe. Def, Definitely
1: yeah. love
2: a good hoe. Right, a good honest hoe. <laughs> I love the it.
1: Honest hoe, <laughs> heavy mm-hmm. on items. Yeah, on, on the honest. <hoe>. <Yes>.
0: So can you can can you turn a hoe into a housewife, Josie?
2: I don't want a housewife. I want a good honest hoe. All right.
1: So okay. I mean But what's what's a housewife?
2: Right, like what's a housewife? <laughs> like <laughs> so you know what, what a you, hoe is, but you, like, you I'm saying, like all you gotta do is know how to like take care of yourself. Uh-huh. Right. And then you're gonna take care of the house.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Just
2: be a good honest hoe.
1: Yeah. Okay. And
2: take care the, you be a good honest hoe to take care of the house.
1: So
0: you saying basically being a housewife is innate already if you take care of yourself, in a way. Okay. Are you a house husband?
1: You a good. You, I you like good that one?
0: question. I
2: feel like we could start somewhere. I feel like the start would be a good start. Okay. Because we gotta learn what we both want.
1: Right. Now, do you, well, how do you feel about gender roles?
2: I fuck with gender roles.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, so you you think there should be a difference between. Both sexes and how they are in society.
2: I mean, no. That's like, what the gender. Role I'm saying, like gender you. roles are cool. Like if y'all want to play those things, cool. But if not, that's cool too. Oh, so what about you-, you? What about me? Oh yeah. shit, we hybrid. You know, whoever <laughs> whoever can do it, do it.
1: Okay. Oh, good like that.
2: I'm gonna take the lead on it. Like, yeah, like I'm gonna take care of woo woo woo. But shit, mm-hmm. if I can't, bro, it's on you now.
1: You're lucky, you got a lucky whole housewife.
2: Exactly <laughs>
0: so if, you, if you can't change this oil It's
1: up to her All right, to I mean get you know bees. Hey
2: may, Maybe I had surgery Or something Now, but The car still need its oil change All right, yeah. Somebody gotta do it
0: Yeah Well how, how is your dynamic With your husband
1: So We do have like Some gender roles But it's really about picking up where somebody can't mm-hmm. right and being a being giving 100% and being a full participant in whatever dynamic that is sometimes i'm not going to cook mm-hmm. sometimes he cooks but it's not being fixed in the general even yeah. though we we sometimes kind of like naturally go to that place mm-hmm. like i like to cook anyway yeah. it's just natural for me yeah, but sometimes I'm not, I don't feel like it. Right, and so it, that's okay too. So, like,
2: is he not supposed to eat? Because right. one day you don't feel like cooking. Right, like nah go cook your <laughs> own shit.
1: Right, maybe the whole week I didn't feel like it.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. <laughs> we going a little too You're far. You're
0: pushing it now. You
1: know.
0: Right. Uh, how, are y'all good with talking about things that? Because I was I'm I was going to dig deep into like. How is with you being a sex teacher? Does that already like set in stone? Like you gonna be y'all? You just go, y'all have great sex off batches because you already know.
1: No, because we human, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know, like we go through all the same human like conflicts that are normal in relationships than anybody else. Mm-hmm. We have to work through things too. Like we we had a deep conversation recently about core needs and all of the ways that I were I've learned I like the reason why I'm also part of the reason why I'm also in this work is because I wanted to have a healthy relationship and know how to navigate conflict navigate you know intimacy things and navigating these things
3: mm-hmm.
1: so I was equipped to be equipped and it's hard it was it's even harder (laughs) when you're in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: uh i saw something on facebook and it was like uh this woman had another woman in the bath and it was like flowers and stuff in it but she was like doing a body scrub on her Mm -hmm. um one do you do sessions with with people where like have you have you ever done a session, something intimate like that? Mm-hmm. And is with people that are married or
1: Yeah. Um when people are married, I just guide the partner on how to touch their partner. Oh, okay. And like, okay, so I might like go and show them, but it's but they're immersed in that experience with their partner. Okay. Yeah. So
0: you've, never, you've sent me a, a video of you performing a touch session with someone and you, you both were naked. mm mm-hmm. uh, Have you ever had to do that with a... Like, do you have to be naked to teach them how to...
1: No, we have to discuss that during our consent okay. um, conversation. And if, you know, we are... If it's something that feels natural to, to do and is comfortable for both me and for them... Mm-hmm. And I might not feel like nudity is going to be a part of the session. Mm -hmm. Or I might not feel like they they are ready for a touch session. We're going to have to do some other work first. Mm -hmm. And then talk about touch session. Yeah.
2: So what determines nudity in a session?
1: It it determines how comfortable they feel. Right? If they... Are comfortable with nudity? Are they going to be cringe the whole time? Is it going to take them out of their experience, Mm -hmm. right? If if they or if they want to overcome this, you know how some people are like being nude is so vulnerable. Like they don't they like always have to have the lights off or they have to have clothes on in order to have sex, and they're trying to get past that. Mm -hmm. Then we're like, okay, we're gonna do this nude. We're going to do this nude because the intention is we're going to work through what comes up as you are in this state.
0: So more like ripping the band-aid off type mm-hmm. of... Like ripping the band-aid off.
1: But j- more gentle than that. <laughs> more, j- <laughs> more gentle than that, yeah.
0: Okay. Josie, man, What's happening? You still don't want to do that touch session? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, with With knowing... Like, because I sent you a video of how a touch session can go. Like, is that something you, like, outside of the pilot like, is that something that you would be interested in to, to do? Do you feel like you need to be more in touch with your central, the central side of you?
2: I feel like I wouldn't be against it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't in- initiate going to seek it.
0: So how sense. would you be able to take it if a girl came to you and said, like, hey, man, I feel like your sex game could be better because you... Could you go do this class for me? Would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Would that be a hard I just film? never so- had that swallow? type of
2: Yelp rev- review. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really. <laughs> that's why it's kind of just hard to process. But I feel like if it was presented in that kind of way, yeah.
0: Do you get a lot of, do you hit, what, what do you, do you not call them clients or consumers? What do you call your
1: Oh. Um, Touch clients are, okay, yeah. Touch clients. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you get a lot of people that come to you because of bad reviews and they want to get better?
1: Well, I don't, it, bad reviews, like, in when they're in their sexual performance? Yeah. No, because the focus isn't, is getting past the performing uh, mindset. Mm, okay. Yes. Yeah. So we, would, we wouldn't we would work on something like that. We can probably work on, you know, our Authentically communicating, right?
2: Being comfortable.
1: Yeah, being comfortable, like being confident enough to ask certain questions to achieve a more pleasurable sexual experience. Something like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, uh, I have a personal question to ask. Mm-hmm. I've experienced for the first time being with somebody that I wasn't, I couldn't consistently be sexually attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And so the, the sex was not to their liking is like how often we have sex. And, um, it's like, I just couldn't ever get myself in the mood unless I saw them in a the way that I found them to be pleasing, sexual, like not sexual, like appearance wise, like mm-hmm. if you got dressed up or a new hair color, something like that had to happen for me to like see them in a different way than what I normally see them every day. Mm-hmm. Is that does that like trigger you of like something that could be problematic in me or
1: no. So I would say that maybe this person doesn't meet an emotional and, um, mental arousal for you mm-hmm. that it exists only in a physical
3: mm-hmm.
1: and for you to incite that energy, it, the physical way was the way that you you experienced arousal with this person mm-hmm. so maybe on an intellectual level and an emotional level or did you find them attractive on that level emotionally and intellectually
0: no, i would say so yeah
1: to a certain extent yeah uh, but was it enough to create arousal no so i mean you just have to find somebody that can arouse you on all those levels okay Right, it doesn't. It's not a bad thing that it's just maybe that wasn't the person that can incite that for you. Okay, yeah.
0: I used I, I used to feel really bad about because I was like, damn, bro, I gotta tell this person, hey, man, go get dressed up, bro. I don't. <laughs> 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 I used to feel shitty because I was like, ah, it's like they cool, they great. It's just I don't like how they look. It's okay.
2: It's okay. They they gotta go. That was my phone. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, I wanted to change gears and get into like tarot now. Um, okay. Uh, first, explain what is tarot. Is what is it? Oh, this <laughs> so, man is off his game today.
1: So tarot is um. <laughs> <laughs> tarot is a form of shadow work. Okay. Okay, we're accessing the subconscious mind to see what lives there, so that we can bring it to our conscious mind that is the way that have you heard of Carl Jung?
0: Carl Jung?
1: Yeah, Carl Jung is the father of psychology. Okay. Like he was like one of the most nationally recognized psychologists of the world. And he invented shadow work. Mm-hmm. But he used the tarot system to to do that mm-hmm. because one of the ways that our mind you know, sends messages to our mind is through symbolism. Mm -hmm. And there are symbols in the tarot that we are studying to help us access our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we ask a question, right? And we pull the card and see what's there.
0: And uh, when I watch people do it, like cards flop out, and is that just letting whatever just take over you or like what is the met the method to the madness
1: so we believe that there's no coincidence okay so if the if car, card is falling out that means it was supposed to okay and that there is no mistakes mm-hmm. so we take that message and we're like okay we're going to use this because it was meant to show up it was meant to call out
0: People go on long synopsis just off a picture of a card about somebody. How do you get that from someone? And you've probably just met them today just off a card falling out.
1: So I've studied studied the symbolism in the card, um, and all of it has like a certain, like a, I don't know how to explain, but like it just has a deep message of what that symbolism means. Like we know the yin and yang means peace and harmony. Mm -hmm. If that card fell out, has a symbol of peace and harmony. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's what this means. Mm -hmm. And the reason it fell out is it because it pertains to this person's question. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I've developed an intuitive relationship with the cards. So I, feel like the cards are speaking to me and I've, I've already know the message if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How can you decipher between giving someone like a love reading and then giving them a reading that has nothing to do with love? Maybe it's just like your childhood or something. how do you tell yourself to decipher between those two when choosing these cards and speaking to them?
1: Well, we, we first go into the reading with an intention, right? You, I want. I want the person to know what they are looking for before we go into the session, so that we can be very clear. We're also we're as we're working with our ancestors whose intention is for our highest good. Mm-hmm. So every, we have all of these um, forces in the world that are for our highest good, collaborating in this moment to to put together this message. Mm-hmm. So. We, and we have to be clear and specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So how do you go about choosing a deck? Like when you go out and want to buy some tarot cards?
1: <clears throat> well, there's this myth that's, that says that a deck has... In order to to be in the space to do tarot for others, somebody has to gift you a deck. Mm. And now, I found it to be true. Somebody gave me a, my first deck. Okay. and. And so I started using that and then I was like, I want, I want a more traditional deck because the one they gave me wasn't a traditional one. Mm -hmm. So then I started looking for decks that, um, I wanted to have and I wanted to have ones that felt indigenous, like that represented my culture and my, my people, Mm -hmm. right? Cause most of the decks are are very white centered and I didn't want to have decks like that. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, I want to get a little historical with that because you you just sparked my interest when you said white decks.
2: Wait, I have another question. Have you given somebody their first deck yet?
1: Yeah, I did. I gave I gave uh, my brother a deck. Mm. Yeah, you got some
0: great questions today, my boy. I do. I'm proud proud of you,
1: bro. Let's go. We out here.
0: (laughs) White decks. Explain that.
1: White-centered decks? uh uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, So, the spirituality is not white-centered. Mm-hmm. White people have taken it and capitalized off of it. Mm-hmm. And so, to have decks that are white-centered means that the representations are for white people. Okay. And so, I don't mm-hmm. like white-centered decks because it was not made for me or people like me. Yeah. And it takes away from... It's an appropriation of tarot. Like you are taking something that doesn't belong to you and putting your face on it. And I, I don't agree with it. And I won't buy white-centered decks. Um, the only possible white center deck i would buy was the one carl jung used mm-hmm. is and because he had studied it so much and i studied his studies that would be the exception to the rule but that's it
0: so tarot uh tarot uh readings came before him yes uh and so where did do you know where the the origin
1: so the origins of tarot went all the way back to italy and Italy, even though there are white people in Italy, it yeah. was not It was indigenous Italians, which are different than white Italians. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't call it tarot, they called it tarotchi. Okay. And yeah, so it, it was never centered for white folks. That's how I feel about it.
2: Tarotchi. <laughs> yeah. Tarotchi.
0: Jonesy, you ever got a tarot reader?
2: No.
0: Why not? You never been interested.
2: I don't know. I just, you know, that ain't nothing that you just stumble upon, you know.
0: What what uh you got any cues about tarot reading? Like you ain't had no girls like, let's go get a tarot reading together. No, no. I
2: probably wouldn't either.
0: (laughs) And Nana, how would you like uh, say I get a tarot reading done? What should the the receipt the recipient of a tarot reading do with that information?
1: So. I'm going to bring up a session I had with somebody else since I won't say their name but um I had a session with somebody who in the session an energy of a baby came up and the baby was talking about not being able to have come into the physical realm mm. so I asked her if she had a you know abortion mm. and she did And she felt a large amount of grief and guilt about it that she was carrying. So I said, well, the baby wants to have a spiritual birth. Like, you to have have a spiritual birth in this realm so that you can create a portal for the baby um, and kind of calm that energy, bring harmony to that energy. So when somebody hears something like that, I was like, okay, what do they do with it? I'm gonna to offer to help them. Like, let's do a flower. It's like what we call a baño, mm-hmm. is where with like different herbs and flowers and like you know like properties in a bath. Okay. It's like a spiritual bath, mm-hmm. and bathing them with the intention that um, they are they are harmonizing this energy and having this spiritual birth in this moment to honor that energy of that child okay so we can create like rituals to harmonize things
0: so in a sense the baby was saying like i wanted to be here
1: well the baby understood that it was not time Mm -hmm. and she because she understood that it was not time Mm -hmm. But the grief that she was carrying was keeping that energy there, was Mm -hmm. keeping the existence of this, you know. So the baby's like, in order to release me, have a spiritual birth, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: right? And the knowing that I will come back again, around again. Mm -hmm. And to release the guilt and and the shame and the grief of, you know, not having me.
0: I will come back again. Meaning, like, because what if I have multiple abortions? Is like those, those souls that are not here physically. Like that would mean not two of them will have to come back again. Or like, do they completely dissolve the ones that don't?
1: No. Sometimes they exist in the spiritual realm, as, mm-hmm. and then you have spiritual babies mm-hmm. um, because the energy doesn't die. Like energy is not created or destroyed so Mm -hmm. they will exist in a spiritual realm and you'll just be a spiritual mom
0: i love that spiritual mom yeah i'm a spiritual
2: dad yeah
1: okay daddy yeah Yeah. Yeah, bro
0: we gotta have a baby shower we ain't we ain't
2: ain't gotta do all that (laughs) we gotta do all that
0: no birthday parties no okay Fuck. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right uh do you, you have you know card? how
2: guilty i would feel i do <laughs> niggas brought me gifts for yeah nah. yeah bro
0: we got bro i'm just not learning about all of this i just want to pay my
2: respect go ahead i'm i'm more than welcome you can actually pay for this pizza i'm finna get. <laughs>
0: My cousin, when he had his uh, baby, he asked me if I could give him this PlayStation 5 I had, an extra one. I'm like, for what? That has nothing to do with the baby. It's like, no, nah, it's for me, you know? Congratulate me. I'm exactly. Like, you, you ain't pushed this baby out, bro. Why ain't
2: not you congratulate him, though? No? He ain't
0: pushed. He, I did. Congratulations. You ain't getting this piece of PlayStation 5 That's girl.
2: crazy, bro. It'd it be your own people. It'd be your own people. <laughs> I, I, I just would have gave him the PS5 off strength.
0: No, I sold that. I got my profit. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> so, profit over family. What was the... Uh, I'm a, where where your mic go?
2: Me? Yeah,
0: oh. yeah. I want to I hold it just so you can explain what you... So what did you just do before you got the cars out? You had burned something.
1: I burned some Palo Santo to clear the energy of my debt to mm-hmm. prepare it for new energy. Okay. Yeah. So do you know what your question is?
0: No, I don't have a question. I'm just letting you get get get, uh, get, get going with whatever you're just doing. I don't want to stop you.
1: Okay, so we're um, going to pull a card, but, but we ask the cards. We're going to ask okay. something that we want to know. Okay. Okay. Well, um,
0: but, Jonesy's but, never had a reading before.
2: Oh, this is on me? We can do both, <laughs> but
0: I want to start with you just because you've never done it before.
2: Okay, what type of questions do people normally ask?
1: Well, we want to ask questions that are what and how.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Just know that Tarot doesn't tell your future. Right. So whatever path, if you decide to go a different route, that changes the direction. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So if you want to understand yourself better, then ask a question you know, that you would like to know to help you understand yourself better. Or if you want to know something in the career financial thing, ask about, you know, how can I do this m- more successfully or something like that? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Or if you want a love question, ask, maybe some people want to know, is this partner in alignment for me? Or, you know, some, Whenever it comes to your heart. Like, okay, I'm ready. Okay. on my
2: heart?
3: So
0: I feel like just because she has to have her cards, you can have your mic in front of her, hers mouth. Okay. So she can, you know, handle the cards.
2: Oh, uh, you ain't on me?
0: Yeah, bruh. Okay.
2: Button. Is Coco Jones the partner for me? Oh, I'm double mic'd up over here. I could still talk into both of y'all. I see you all doing it.
1: The Coco mic seems like a some kind of new, brand new.
2: Yeah. 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 This 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 is fairly new.
1: But there's a lot of anxiety surrounding this relationship.
2: I feel like she's definitely um anxious, you know? She's anxious to meet me. She's anxious to fall in love.
1: Um <clears throat> but it's releasing this Oh, hold on. Uh, Is there something that this person is stuck on? Sorry, I'm putting it on you. (laughs) But uh, this person is stuck on... Me. Okay. But, like, she's not looking at the whole picture. Okay. Right?
2: Um, She probably not.
1: (laughs) So, let me first go into this. I think this person is diving way too deep into this situation. And it doesn't feel balanced.
2: No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, I'm waiting on her.
1: So, this person must not exist. Oh, no, she okay. definitely exists. We so already in a relationship. It, it so, it seems like this this dynamic is... it's Why is it so fresh?
2: Why is it so fresh? Like,
1: I, yeah, like, it's this...
2: We still in the honeymoon stage.
1: Oh. Yeah, this is okay. still kind of new. But, like...
0: If he is confusing you Please let me know
1: Okay Um, So it's in the honeymoon phase But there's anxiety that exists Right And this level of Hopelessness Does she not feel like Balanced Does she feel like you don't like her as much as she likes you
2: I feel like she doesn't like me as much as I like her it just oh. needs to take some convincing. That's what, yeah. That's where the un- un- unbalance is. Going to take
1: a miracle if okay, you ask actually- so that makes sense. So she feels like you're not following through and taking action and showing her effort.
2: See, I feel like she's not doing that.
1: That's what she feels
2: but she from, feels i'm not doing it
1: she feels she feels that from you
2: so i'm not doing enough let's
1: just okay let's go back <laughs> oh and see my God. Okay. Let's see if this person is even in alignment for you cuz I, I went into the dynamics of the situation and the question is if this person is in in alignment to you
2: it sounds pretty aligning so far to me no it don't definitely not does to me. <laughs> It's okay being down eight eight in the first quarter.
1: Nah. <laughs> so they're saying that there's no right or wrong choice here, right? Because there is a contract, spiritual contract here. Because what you have, what is to be learned in this relationship mm-hmm. is how to communicate, right? And how to effectively interpret, like. like like, interpret language with each other like the whole not doing an effort and you not feeling the effort from her vice versa Mm -hmm. is a matter of communication and interpretation okay right but learning this lesson in this relationship is going to equip you in the future
2: i already feel a little more equipped so far
1: so but that is the dynamic of this relationship Bring the mic closer. uh, The dynamic of this relationship is to learn this life lesson. mm -hmm. That's what that's what it's for.
2: Oh, so you can take this and apply it across multiple
1: timelines.
2: Timelines. I like that word.
1: And but but romantically, there's a lot of conflict.
2: We could work through that
1: because she doesn't like him.
2: Yes, she does. Matter of fact, she, she doesn't, doesn't like, like me because she does because do- she loves me. Is
0: a artist that does not know Jonesy. She,
2: she does, does know not me. not know
0: Jonesy. He stalks her, her in her DMs. That's why I felt like
2: she does not exist. She does exist.
1: She does but, exist. But not in, in the actual why? dynamic. Give dude. her
2: the mic. Oh yeah, bro. you got your mic. <laughs>
1: That's why I, I said she doesn't exist because the dynamic doesn't actually exist
2: i feel like it exists though
1: okay but but don't let your your reality right i can see how your reality exists but on other realities it doesn't
2: i feel like i have a shot should he give Um, it up or not yes (sighs) i'm not
1: because you're going to (laughs) learn but that's the lesson you have to learn
2: Oh, oh I get this now. Uh, yeah. It all adds up. I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna stop though. But I get it now.
1: <laughs> okay, good.
2: Now I'm now that I'm should, not so scared. Yeah, I was
1: I, like, why does it feel like she don't exist? I was gonna stop you a long time ago and let you know.
0: <laughs> when she said she doesn't exist, I was like <laughs>
2: <laughs> it didn't click for me
0: And then when he said Timeline I like that word It pissed me off <laughs> Like Cause I was about Facebook
2: to use <laughs>
1: Situations But she
2: said timeline uh, I'm like That makes okay. more sense
1: I need to look up Coco Jones
0: She's beautiful She's a beautiful <laughs> Singer Actress
2: Yeah we just getting started
0: <sighs> Okay Do you Would you like to perform A serious one for me I would like to have A love reading Okay
1: A love read?
0: A love reading Okay
1: Hold on.
0: I'll take it. I'm sorry, viewers, for him wasting y'all time like that. Nah,
1: no, that I, was very affirming. I feel like that was informative. Yo, this is. This is See,
2: this you're. T, you're the only one that's not here with. Because with, I with know us that right she
0: wants nothing to do with you. <laughs> and you just need somebody to just bang that through your head to give it up.
2: I don't understand why I would.
1: Yeah, that's the lesson, I guess. It's
2: okay. She just hates black love. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, all right. I got you. So, do you have any question?
0: Um, you know, I recently had a reading from somebody that became delusional over me romantically uh and so i would like to learn what's actually out there for me because i currently have a feeling of loneliness and my counselor keeps telling me you need to go out there and date but like i don't like what's out there and so i just keep myself to myself because i feel safer
1: So the cards they're saying that you don't have to force yourself out there that this is a time for introspection and anyway and hold on really learning the deep nuances of yourself what you like what you don't like being specific about creating the avatar of this partner almost right like this person is this 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 and that and i feel like this this and this and that when this person is around so that you can actually manifest that experience okay so they're saying like going out and about right now isn't a requirement Mm -hmm. that the requirement is exploring yourself okay on a deep level what is what is your core need okay in a partner Right. Yeah. Do you do you know?
0: Right now, I, I think I just want companionship. Like I don't want a, the pressures of having to distract what I have going on personally, mm. career wise. Like everything that I'm doing, I want to still be able to focus on that, but still have that companion there to when I want to have leisure time, I could it with somebody that I enjoy doing it with.
1: Right. So it sounds like you need a supportive partner uh-huh. and somebody who can be engaged and involved in your creative Mm pursuits. So that having, bringing that to your awareness and holding that as a core need, Mm -hmm. when you step out into the world is important so that you're not just attracting anybody. Mm -hmm. Like you're just not coming across these people that you don't resonate with. Okay. Right. And knowing that when doing this work, Will create a confidence. Will create this, this energy of yeah. Let's do it. Let's go out there, mm-hmm. and allowing that to move you to go mm-hmm. out, and not because somebody tells you you should. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so hold it? Yeah. You
0: <laughs> That's pretty much what I told my counselor. <laughs> I pretty much told her that. <laughs> the last time I the person I used to go to for uh tarot readings, she told me to not go to her anymore. Like she's not gonna even accept me to come because she she thinks I'm pretty intuitive and I know.
1: Like myself. what's best for yourself? Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't I don't think all counselors or therapists are just because they're a, a, a therapist or a counselor that they are the right fit for some people mm-hmm. especially for indigenous and black people some of these therapists are not r- equipped to be our therapists.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: like they can't relate or resonate with our experiences at all yeah so it's really important to resonate with the people that you are seeking counsel from yeah and if you don't resonate then leave her like find somebody else yeah
0: yeah i like my counselor she cool it's just the romantic tip we ain't there yet (laughs) 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 we ain't there with that but yeah she she means no harm i thank you for that um i know that was a bit awkward but um
1: i didn't think it was
0: okay cool good how you feeling bro you going
2: i I feel great okay very informed okay i feel like um after today me and coco's relationship might start strengthening
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting
1: stronger. That's uh, funny. She, you
0: heard it. She said that's
1: funny. I sorry mean, I'm sorry. You goofy, honestly, because you just eat, you like you have this energy that's like you find comedic relief in situations, and I admire that. See, yeah. No, nah, she
0: said you you laugh. A way to pay. That's what she said. Hey,
2: no one's hurting you. <laughs> Our relationship is fine.
0: Okay. Cool. All right.
2: I'll I'll make sure you guys get invitations to the wedding.
0: Okay. <clears throat> um. So, <laughs> In- Inanna, uh <laughs> we like to drop gems on the pod uh, to leave off on things. Do you have a gem that you would like to drop?
1: Um um as pertaining to anything in
0: anything in life like take care of your kids whatever you got in your um, head that pops up
1: the person that pops up is to decolonize okay that's the gem
0: that's it
1: that's it okay cool yeah
0: decolonize
1: Mm -hmm.
2: decolonize
0: what about the colonizers they need to decolonize too or they how can you talking to them too who the colonizers?
1: No, no, no! Don't talk to colonizers. Oh, okay. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> now, well,
0: thank you for coming on the pod. I uh, truly enjoyed it. Um, I hope you had a good time. Did you?
1: I did. It was really fun. I had a great time. Thank you. I thank- you and I was, I was really uh, grateful that you guys were got vulnerable um, and dug really deep with me. That's my love language.
2: Aww. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, mine is quality time, so thanks for taking the time.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you are on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if you are on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in, and make sure you leave us a rating. Peace. And we out. Just watch the damn podcast.